Jack LaLanne once said, Exercise is king, nutrition is queen. Put them together, and you've got a kingdom. Get ready to have it all. This is the All for One Podcast. You're about to get honest, accurate information about training and nutrition to not only achieve your goals, but to go beyond. Go beyond. Everything you need to make it to the kingdom. This is the All for One Podcast. And now your host, personal trainer and nutrition coach, Aaron Armstrong. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back on today's podcast, uh, the All for One Podcast, for that matter. Uh, today, I'm going to be covering two really important topics. And I'm going to be listing kind of what they are, how to apply them, what to look out for. Uh, so it's going to be talking about short-term progress versus long-term progress. What short-term progress is, by my definition, is fat burners, insane caloric deficits, cardio only, and unrealistic frequency. And then what long-term progress looks like for me, which is just means more success in your training in that medium to long-term especially, is going to be an increase in caloric intake with small deficits followed by refeeds with uh, an appropriate time muscle building, consistency, and routine. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, basically, uh, some of my encounters with very recent clients that I've kind of pulled on has kind of addressed a lot of these short-term successes, and I just want to address them and really give people a greater understanding on how to be successful in that medium to long term. Um, Now, this episode, who knows how long this one will go. I feel like there's a lot of things to cover, but I'll do my best to keep things as short and simple as I can. Uh, We are coming into kind of the last not even two weeks before Christmas and I am organized for once. I actually have everything ready for the Christmas period and I do not need to go out and do any insane shopping trips anymore because we have gotten the bulk of everything. So that was really good being a lot more organized with that and I'm glad that I actually made the effort to get in and uh, actually, you know, actually get in and do it. Thanks to my partner for actually wrapping everything up. I can't wrap for shit. So I was like, you're doing all this. Cool. Here. Bye. Thank you. But anyway, let's get kind of into this episode because this is a very, a little bit of a frustrating episode for me, especially when I have heard a lot of feedback from my clients about how they've been training in the past and how previous trainers at other clubs, not my club, uh, have given them these kind of ideas to do and it's just kind of left them with very short-term, non-medium to long-term results. Uh, So breaking into the first topic, which is going to be fat burners. So what a fat burner is, basically it's a supplement that they say uh, in the name obviously burns fat. Is it really effective? Like it kind of depends. Like basically what a fat burner does is you're just taking like a bunch of stimulants and it suppresses your hunger, which as a consequence of it suppressing your hunger, you lose weight because you're not having as many calories throughout the day. Now, is it because of the fat burner itself? No, it's because that you were just eating a lot less than if you weren't on the fat burner. So the thing is, people get this misconception that, wow, these things really work very, very well. I'm going to pass this on to all my friends because it made me lose a little bit of weight uh, in the beginning. Now, what you will find is once your body kind of adapts to the caffeine and the intake of these fat burners, you actually start losing that thermogenic uh, effect that you get at the beginning. So what people will see in the very beginning is like that first month, oh my God, I lose like a few kilos and then boom, it just kind of stops and they feel like they have to either take more or they have a hard time getting off because of how like dependent you get on these uh, fat burners. 
So even coming off it, you feel like that you can't feel normal again without this sort of kick from a fat burner. So it can be very demotivating uh, once you get off them and you feel like you lose all motivation and everything else falls apart with it. It's super common and it's super unfortunate that people actually find themselves in these situations. So I would highly not recommend people taking a fat burner uh, under maybe under one or two circumstances that you are very, 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 very overweight. And maybe you need something to suppress your hunger. Like I'm talking like like you're let's say like 150 kilos right like you're someone who deathly needs to lose weight otherwise it is going to be affecting your health severely and you need to cut back on what you're eating maybe these could have some practical use but again i would still not recommend them because there's a million other things that we could recommend such as better behavior choices better relationships with food uh, and just kind of being aware of what you're putting into your body and going down that route i'm all for that not really uh, putting someone on this temporary fix, which I would say, yeah, a lot of the time is going to leave you unsatisfied because you'll get these short-term results with non-sustainable uh, outcomes. So the next one is going to be me talking about cardio only. Why is this a short-term, why is this short-lived and very a short-term strategy? Let me tell you why. So people, again, if you are very, very overweight, you are not going to be capable to obviously lift weights or do squats or do all these other things. Now, if you are at that extreme end of the scale where you can't move very much, cardio is going to be your best friend to get rid of this initial extra weight. Uh, but once you become mobile enough to be able to go through different exercises and intensities you definitely want to move away from cardio still have a balance of cardio and weights but more lean into that weights section and try and put on some muscle uh, so that when you you don't hit a wall and get to a point where you've you know lost a lot of fat not lost a lot of muscle and that you feel unenergized and not very good at all so cardio let's let's break it down and make it really easy to understand so if you are someone who is doing cardio five days a week, are you going to lose weight? Yes. Are you going to just lose body fat? No. So cardio is kind of an endurancey type of training, which obviously you do not need these big muscles. You don't need a lot of muscle for endurance. If anything, you only need a very tiny portion of muscle. Now look at any kind of marathon runner. They're very thin. They're very skinny. They don't look very uh, athletic. They don't look aesthetically pleasing uh, because they are built just strictly for endurance and they don't need all that extra muscle in their body. Uh, so this is kind of the signal that you are sending your own that you are sending to yourself or to other people is that you do not need to hold on to muscle. And people get really confused when they oh sorry they get mixed up when they see that scale going down. They're like, yep, this is only body fat. Is it? Is a portion of it body fat? Yes. Is a portion of it muscle? Now, some of you are probably scratching your head and wondering and being like, why? Okay, why wouldn't I want to do cardio and, and lose, you know, that weight, that weight, even if it's some muscle as well? Well, muscle is a lot harder to put on than losing body fat. And if you lose a lot of muscle, especially as you get older, you, you're going to be a lot weaker and you are not going to be as mobile or as strong through different movements. Um, obviously associated with a lot of running comes knee pain, which obviously, you know, before you cardio fanatics, running is not the only form of cardio. I get it, but this is just an example that I'm using. So we have running can cause kind of knee pain, forward shoulder, because in that running posture, you are leaning forward, shoulders forward, swinging, swinging your arms. And yeah, just not having enough muscle on you, getting after a cardio workout, people just feel drained. 
So they feel tired, they feel run down. And if you are looking for this, if you're looking to get in shape and using this as your primary source of training five days a week, uh, at the ev- end of every single week, you are going to feel shit. You are not going to feel energized. You're going to feel run down because all you're doing is pushing through this high intensity workout, which isn't going to be as effective in that medium to long term. Now, if your goal is, say you want to lose a lot of weight, I'm saying weight, not body fat. In a six to eight week period, your probably best bet in that short term, not long term, is going to be using this tool to reach that goal. Uh, But after that six to eight week window, you are going to stop kind of getting the full effect of what cardio is doing for you because your body adapts very rapidly. And once you stop losing weight, you are just going to get frustrated and you are going to have to do even more cardio at an even higher intensity to get somewhat of the same effect, but it will never really be the same effect because your body has become so much more efficient with the amount of energy that you have been using. Uh, and it actually slows down your metabolism a little bit as well. And that is, you know, not too good in that medium to long term. Okay, moving into our insane caloric deficits. So people, you know, there's a lot of diets out there. Let's say there's like keto, there's paleo, there's kind of like warrior fasting. There's like all these different things as well. Vegan, vegetarian. Uh, when people get onto these, into these sort of um, diets, they see, like I said, very short term progress. And don't get me wrong, these diets absolutely work if done appropriately, uh, preferably by a, a professional who's prescribing you through kind of like a, like a plan through a four to 16 week period that actually knows how to apply it and how it best applies to you. Um, but the reason that people kind of, this is a short term pr- uh, progress is because within that eight week period, they see quick results and they associate that that is the best way to do it and they have to keep doing it this way and again that body takes that signal that you are doing with uh, the diet that you are choosing and it starts to adapt and change in order to be more effective in how you are eating so you lose that effect of that weight loss and your metabolism especially if you're in a really really intense deficit uh, it slows down even further which just means that like Say you've got a six-week goal, you do that goal, and you get to where you want to be, but now your metabolism has dropped from 2,200 calories down to about 1,000. When you reintroduce other foods and start eating a little bit more, uh, when your metabolism is this low, you are only going to be putting on body fat. It is not going to be muscle uh, unless you you know reverse diet back up to maintenance properly, but like I said, in that short term, it has a really good effect, and people have this misconception that this is what you should be doing all year round, which is just going to leave you yo-yo dieting, temporary progress, awesome, very happy, and then you start putting on weight again, and then you're unhappy, uh, and then you go onto the next extreme until you find yourself kind of coming to a trainer, and they will be like, oh my goodness, what are you doing to yourself? Uh, we have to do this, this, and this to bring you back up, and then we can look, talk about deficits and everything later. Now, why is being in this insane caloric deficit really, really bad? Well, let's go back to the analogy of that. say someone was at 20... Uh, sorry, 2,000 calories and they drop themselves down to 1,000. That is a massive deficit if you guys do not know. Um, now, in that short term, like that is going to be very mentally tough because you think if you track what you eat, if you guys don't actually know how crazy that is, track how much you eat in like a MyFitnessPal and see how much you eat throughout the day and then try and do 
then calculate how much just 1,000 calories is. You are going to be shocked at how little food that someone is going to be able to eat within that calorie range. And especially if they're forcing themselves to be like that for that medium to long term, how shit their energy levels are going to be, how moody they're going to be, how tired they are going to be. Yeah, and everything else is going to fall apart. Their, you know, their cognitive ability, their ability to focus, uh, their relationships with the people around them, especially if they're feeling really intolerant and <laughs> not wanting to put up with people's shit because they haven't had a fucking pizza in two months or they haven't eaten an appropriate amount of food within that time as well. So this is why you should, you know, go seek guidance from a nutrition coach or a nutritionist or someone who actually knows how to balance your metabolism and set you up for that medium to long-term success. But yeah, and then unrealistic frequency is going to be the fourth point of short-term progress. This is when people come in guns blazing to the gym with that temporary motivation that ultimately leads them to a very short-term success with how frequent they hit the gym. They come in and they're like, let's train five motherfucking days a week. Let's go. And then, you know, two or three weeks in, they realize how overwhelmed they are and they back off and they go to four days. And even then it's too much. They back off. They go to three days and then they're doing some inefficient split like uh, chest tries and oh, sorry, a chest tries, back buys and a leg day. Uh, for those three days that they were in the gym and they are not getting the full potential of what they could be if they were programmed something properly. Um, now what this does is again, it keeps, it gets people to be really good for that first. I'm going to save, I'm going to give, I'm going to give you guys who are doing this that kind of benefit of, let's say it's four to eight weeks success of consistency, but then you feel like it is impactful on your, uh, your lifestyle and that it's very overwhelming. You start to back off. And I've seen so many people, especially with parents, uh, or older people that have just come in too hard, too fast. And then they are good for eight weeks, get mediocre results. And then they, or they start off with really good results, but it's just an unsustainable plan for them. And then they just kind of stop going to the gym for another few months, completely waste all of that time and effort that they had previously put in. And then they come back and do the same thing go really good for a few weeks or a couple months and then, you know, it's overwhelming. They back off they and they stop doing everything all and over again and they fall into this a very similar loop to with the dieting. So with the diet, it's like they try a diet, it works in that short term and then it doesn't work anymore and then they try something, then they stop and then they come back and they try something else again and it doesn't work and then they go away and stop and then they come back and they're just in this yo-yo dieting loophole. The same thing is with training when they come in five days a week for eight weeks too overwhelming, they completely stop for another few months and then they come back and they do the same routine. It's the exact same kind of problem that occurs just within training and nutrition. And it's super, super common. That's probably one of the things that is most shockful for people when I tell them that they should probably only start training one to three times a week at the beginning of their training career because it is a really, really big change. And if you want to have some sort of success, uh, anything that you were really good at now, you probably started by doing it a little bit of and then as you became more interested in it and you started to enjoy it a lot more or you realized how good you were getting at it, then you slowly adapted it in more frequently into your schedule. Uh, now, how do we get into long-term progress? Well, this is fairly simple and it is a lot simpler than people think. I'm sick and tired of people looking for the secret or the next big fad diet to kind of go into. Uh, but this is pretty much it. What you want to do to be successful in that medium to long term. And this is, yes, I will say that it is a slower pro process, but the fastest way to get to your goal is slowly. 
what I'm, what that basically means is there is no quick route to get you putting on a bunch of muscle or keeping that fat off forever in that short in a short term period it has got to be that medium to long term goal otherwise you're going to fall into this negative loop of going back and forth of um diet and training so this is how we do it we want to increase our caloric intake uh, and follow that by small deficits, um, by refeeds, and all that sort of thing. Now, what does this exactly mean? Well, for example, uh, one of my moms that I train at the gym, she came in and she was eating roughly 1,200 calories a day. And uh, when I worked out her kind of caloric for what her body is, it's basically just a formula that I just put through and it gives me a number of what she should be eating, uh, what's uh, you know, her proteins, fats, and uh, calories breakdown of what she should be eating and she was estimated to be about 21 2200 calories now i think this may have been in even a little bit higher due to like a stress factor because stress plays a massive role on your ability to lose weight gain weight um put on muscle all that sort of thing yeah i'll get into that a whole nother time but basically she was very unenergized she's been at 1200 calories for a long long time and she was, you know, having, you know, not being as tolerant towards her children because she was always tired, didn't have the energy, work was a drag. And we've brought her calories up to about 1,800 calories now. And she is in a two-week small mini cut. Uh, and then we're going to bring her back up to around that 1,800 calorie mark again. But in that, in this, she's been on here for like a week and a half. And she's already, well, a week is when we checked in and she'd already lost a kilo and a half uh, just within that time frame of being in that mini cut. But let's say that 1,200 calories, her goal was to lose weight, and we put it down to 800 calories. Think about it like this. She's already feeling shit. She's already feeling tired. She already doesn't have the energy. Um, she's already, you know, more intolerant for negative things that are affecting her in her life. Would that be a sustainable or a good call to just drop her down to an even small amount of calories? Absolutely fucking not, because then she's not getting the energy she needs to recover and perform in our training. Uh, she is not getting the energy and everything she needs to be focused throughout her work, her, throughout her relationships, throughout with her kids, all those sort of things. But what bumping her up to 1,800 calories has done is it has given her all of her energy back. And she has mentioned that she feels uh, a lot happier. She's in better moods. She's getting better sleep. She is um, stronger. She feels better. All these other factors that are, which is associated with bringing up her calories. Now, um, you have to do this appropriately. You cannot just put someone up to a ridiculous amount of calories and make them eat whatever the fuck they want. Uh, if you do this without a good strategy, without guidance from someone who somewhat knows what they're talking about, you are just going to put on body fat and you're going to come back here and be fucking fuming at my advice that I've given on here. So, you know, if you don't know how to do this, there is tons of information out there, but I would 100% recommend getting someone who can use that information and apply it directly to you uh, to be able to put you in this position. Now, what is this going to look like in the future for Rachel? Well, basically, we want to get her up to that goal of 22 to 2300 calories. And we want to be consistently doing this, getting it to maintenance, and then doing mini cuts in the process. And the the idea is when we do these mini cuts, because her metabolism is so adapted and so elevated, uh, when we put her in these mini cuts, her body is going to be burning off a lot more body fat than if we just put her down from 1,200 to 800 calories. And she's going to reap a lot more of the benefits of being energized, being happier, all these other things that are associated with uh, having higher calories than having lower restricted calories. And that's like another big thing as well. She has like a social event 
if she's restricted at small calories, she's not going to be able to go out and live it up and have as much fun without uh, a lot of damage occurring based on these kind of events, uh, especially over the over the fucking holidays. Like, yeah, Christmas is going to be crazy. People are going to be eating cake, everything, way too much. But now that she's at this higher level of her calories, she is going to be able to be a little bit more flexible. Now, no, it's not going to be as beneficial, some of the things that she will be eating. But the damage is certainly going to be negated a little bit, not completely, compared to if she was down there. Now, will she put on a little bit of body fat? Maybe. Um, but definitely not as much as if she was restricted down to 800 calories, like when we started together. Um, so, the next thing is going to be... Uh, muscle building so your goal to be successful in that medium to long term should be to build on some motherfucking muscle which is only going to make you perform better whatever your job is uh, it's going to make you feel more confident getting stronger is going to feel really nice as well um, and this is going to carry over literally to every single thing uh, that you can imagine as you get older Having more muscle on you is only going to benefit you. And how do we want to be putting on muscle is we want to be doing some good old fashioned resistance fucking training. Now, uh, done appropriately, you will reap all the benefits. And what is even more crazy is after a good resistance training session, you should feel energized. Your mood should be elevated. You should not feel drained. You should feel really satisfied that you have done an appropriate amount of work. And the following day, you should be only maybe medium to moderately sore. Uh, and it also, doing resistance training improves joint health, uh, movement health, mood elevation. And it is just so much more sustainable because instead of coming in and forcing yourself to do some very high intensity cardio workout over and over and over again, uh, you are able to come in and kind of just kind of like chill, not chill out, but you are able to get in there, have a good workout, feel like you've done some work and know that you're in it for that medium to long term and not be dissatisfied with your performance on your off days. Now, you might be the anomaly that responds really well to cardio training and maybe not to resistance training. There are always going to be kind of the anomalies between both things. Uh, some people may do cardio or hit style workouts and build a shit ton of muscle. Other people might do resistance style training and not build a lot of muscle at all. There's always going to be anomalies and different things or different ways that people's bodies react. It's very individual based, but for the majority of you, you are going to find your medium to long-term goals based off just building some muscle. Now, ladies, I'm talking to you especially. When you put on muscle, you are not going to look bulky, okay? You're not going to look like freaking, oh, what's the name I can use? Jeff that comes in and he's big buff with the protein shake in hand, like snorting that shit dry, tank top, big bulging muscles on his arms and everything. Skinny legs, of course. That's just a stereotype of the gym muscle head. You're not going to look like him at all, especially if you are doing the right exercises. And if you do want to look like him, that is fucking awesome. But you'll obviously know that you will have to take your training to a complete next fucking level and really hone down on your nutrition as well so do not worry about putting muscle on because it's only going to make you shape a lot nicer and it's going to give you that freedom to go out and socialize and look good and feel good with what you are wearing because it's going to make everything tighter i'm not saying toned because tone is a fucking made-up word which just means building muscle okay when we build muscle, miraculously, we lose body fat in the process, and that is what people call toning. But basically, all you're doing is building muscle or losing muscle in the gym. So the next thing is going to be 
consistency and routine. So like I said, you in the unrealistic frequency of people coming in, bolster the wall, going 110% out of the gates with no real experience in the gym prior or just simply overwhelming themselves with too much activity that they're not ready for. Having a little come to Jesus talk where you talk about your availability, what is your life like, how busy, how stressful is your life, and how many days can I realistically get into the gym right now? Obviously, we are going to build on this into the future, but for now, we just want to make sure that we are capable of getting in to a nice routine and that they are non-negotiable days. I heard this term just recently from another trainer at my gym. She was talking about it on her story, and she said that you need to make non-negotiable days that you have to come in and do your routines to do your meal preps and i yeah a fucking light uh, light bulb went off in my fucking head i'll tell you i like heard that and i was like well, that is such a good way to explain to people because so many times uh people have said like oh i'll just go tomorrow and then that never tomorrow never happens and we fall out of the routine but what if what if we build a really strong consistent routine that we say you know what it doesn't matter that i have plans to see someone today i'm going to take an hour to get my health and fitness uh, out of the way because that is definitely a number one priority uh, and i need to do this no matter what that is going to set you up very well for that medium to long term success with your training and quite frankly there is probably no better alternative of mindset to getting into it. Now your friends might make fun of you sometimes because, oh, you're two hours late because you had to go in gym, but they are not going to be laughing <laughs> in 10 to 20 years when they are bent out of shape or they have all these aches and pains that they have never dealt with because they don't know what it is like to take care of yourself and get into a really staple routine. Now, just before I wrap up this episode, I am not saying that there is no place for cardio. There absolutely is under the right circumstances, but from what I see with people going all cardio and no resistance training, that is definitely not the way you want to be prescribing your exercise if you want to be successful in that medium to long term, if you were doing resistance training combined with some cardio, you're going to get a lot more out of that than just doing cardio. And if you were just doing, if I had to pick you just doing either resistance training or cardio, not both together, every single fucking time, I'm going to choose resistance training under the circumstance A, that you are not severely overweight and you are capable of going through movements uh, and weights. If you are severely overweight, we do need to shave back some of that body fat to get you more mobile and get you into these other movements. But yeah, I'm not hating on cardio at all. Do I do it much myself? Not really. Basically, the only cardio that I do is keeping my steps up. I walk about five to 10,000 steps a day. I'm trying to get on the assault bike more often, actually, because some of my clients who by their definition, not mine, are a lot more unfit than me. Do not believe that I die in that fucking thing. And I get absolutely murdered on it only after being on there for a minute or two. So I'm trying to uh, improve my skill in going on that so that, you know, if I ever do get challenged or they don't believe me, I can I can realistically show them up as uh, the, you know, the champion, the one who is not shitty at the, at, at the assault bike and that I am superior as a trainer to maintain my status and my superiority that is obviously a joke but uh, sorry the part about me being bad at it is not a joke but the part about me must being superior is definitely a joke now if you guys have any questions feel free to please dm me on instagram i'm always happy to help and give just general advice to you guys and what you could be doing differently with your training or what exercises you could be doing or even fixing up your technique if you have some videos to send me 
Uh, if you would like to send me or talk to me at all, please contact me at awful1 underscore PT on Instagram. Uh, and we can have a discussion about literally whatever you want. You can talk about training. We can talk about TV. We can talk about whatever you guys want to be talking about. But yeah, without further ado, thank you guys for tuning in today. It has been a really fun episode. I always like talking about these sort of topics because I know they can be very confusing for people just starting out in the gym, what they should be doing. Hopefully, this has given you guys more of an insight into that. And if you get confused on anything, please send me a message as well. Uh, thank you for listening. See ya been listening to the all for one podcast it's aaron's passion to give you honest accurate information when it comes to training and nutrition we want you to achieve your goals we hope you've enjoyed the show make sure to like rate and review it we'll be back soon but in the meantime hook up with us on instagram at all for one underscore pt for questions comments or suggestions send an email to all for one pt at gmail.com and find us on facebook Facebook at All For One PT. We'll leave you with a quote from Gabe Grunwald. It's okay to struggle, but it's not okay to give up on yourself or your dreams.